0: Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Peter Hume. who's the Executive Director for Celsius Resources, who are an ASX-listed exploration and development company focusing on its portfolio of copper, gold assets located in the Philippines. Um, Peter has over 40 years of substantial and practical experience on major mining and construction development projects, um, on lead roles, uh, lead roles throughout Australia and internationally, uh, working for the likes of um, Extrata, Anglo, Glencore and Newmont. Um, he's here today to talk about Celsius and the potential world-class copper gold assets uh, they have in the Philippines. So that's welcome, Peter, to the podcast. How you been, Peter?
1: Hi, good. Thanks, Rob. How are you?
0: I'm good, thank you. I'm good. And I appreciate your uh, your time in uh, coming on to this podcast. Um, so, as we always start these, wonder if you can give uh, the audience uh, an overview of yourself, of your career, um, so the audience knows a little bit about your uh, about your background.
1: Yes, thanks, Rob. Um, I think you sort of covered a fair bit of it when you when you had your introduction. So, um, yes, I'm. Uh, I've been in the mining industry for about forty years now. Um, australian by descent but um, i've been living overseas and working overseas for most of my career places like uh, papua new guinea um indonesia a bit of time in africa and about the last 15 years here in in the philippines so both uh operational uh design um and engineering experience in developing mining projects and or uh engineering aspects of of Operational plant and equipment as well, so a bit of a broad range in relation to that. But um, I guess um, in the last fifteen years, I've I've done another degree here in social engineering, which is very important in the mining industry to make sure that you can develop something and get social acceptability. So yeah, uh, very um, a very good career I think I've I've achieved a lot, and um, I'm here now in the Philippines as part of my role, and I'm, I'm handing off a lot of of my experience onto some of the younger engineers that we're employing here, so um, divesting my my good and bad experiences in the mining industry onto onto the younger people we're currently training up. So yeah, yeah that's
0: about it. Uh, you just mentioned obviously you um, studied uh, social engineering. Was that was that a degree or master? Um,
1: yeah, look, it was a bit of a, a degree, but I guess a lot of it was practical experience in in the Philippines here, in particular not just here but in indonesia and, and png as well dealing with indigenous communities in particular which is um um can be uh challenging uh, but can be very rewarding as well
0: yeah and how did you find studying uh, a high level obviously qualification later on in your career um and obviously obviously you're working full time how how obviously it's it's all relevant to what you're doing but how how did you How did you find doing that extra studying, um, obviously, Mm. whilst running a company um, and obviously later on in your career? Uh, Because obviously I get candidates uh, asking me questions around um, doing further studies. And obviously I always encourage to do further studies, but sometimes it might impact with their families, etc. And obviously their day to day business. So how, how did you find it?
1: Uh, yes, it's all, it's all of that. It's, it's quite challenging when you're running companies. And uh, I guess I picked a time in my career where I wasn't in a position where I am now. So I was more of a, the lead, uh, in the engineering and development field within another organization. So, um, while that's even challenging, I said, I guess it's not quite as challenging as running a business and running The day-to-day operations and finances and various other aspects so uh, i guess i picked the time in my career that it was not quite as busy it's always busy but not quite as busy so yes challenging you have to devote yourself to you know giving up some of your social life and and you know compromising in some aspects in relation to what you do uh, and when you do it yeah um, so, yeah, I just wondered if you can tell
0: us uh, more about Celsius Resources.
1: Yeah, so Celsius Resources has been around for quite a number of years. Um, and, you know, just to uh, highlight a point, we in last month we were listed on AIM as well as the ASX. So we're now dual listed. Um, <clears throat> I've been involved in Celsius in the last. Two and a bit years i guess since we took up these philippine projects so there was a group of us that bought these philippine projects off uh, freeport mcmurray and uh, we looked for a vehicle to put um, these projects into and we found celsius um, so celsius as i mentioned earlier has been around for a number of years um it used to be called celsius coal i believe before it's celsius resources and when we got involved with celsius it had one project which was a project in Namibia, which we still have at the moment we're trying to enhance the economics of that project and currently looking for a partner for the Namibian project which is predominantly a cobalt project uh, with copper Um, and in actual fact it's the largest cobalt resource outside of the drc so quite a valuable one it's uh unlocking the economic value of that is a little challenging from the point of view of the um, of the metallurgy of the ore. so but we're working through with that at the moment. We've made a number of announcements uh, last year where we've improved improved the recoveries from what was previously um, delivered um, prior to us getting involved.
0: Um, wonder if you can give us an update on the mineral source of your flagship uh, MCB copper gold project.
1: Yep. So we released a updated JORC um, um, in December 2022, which uh, we pushed some up into a measured category. So in total, now we're looking at about 338 million tons of of ore um, at a uh, average grade of points 0.47 and a gold grade of 0. 0.12. Um, it is a high-grade deposit. Um, some of our drill hole results one last year, which was MCB38. Uh, MCB38 <clears throat> MCB had an intersection of 611 metres at 1.39% copper and 0.75 grams per tonne gold. So really quite an outstanding intercept. Um, we drew, actually drilled down through the middle of the high-grade core which uh, gave us those results, but um, quite outstanding. And, you know, um, we've identified other targets um, just outside where we've been drilling, which could mean that in the future, uh, the resource expands considerably.
0: Um, What's the junior market like in the Philippines for gold and copper explorers?
1: Look, there's an there's a few new players coming into the market now that the uh, mining act has been or the sanctions over mining that were lifted late last year in relation to open pit, um, um, and there are some new players, but predominantly the players that have have that I'm used to in the last fifteen years of being here are still here. Um, the Oceanas, um, uh, Felix Mining, those sorts of guys, but. There are some new uh, players coming onto the market, and I understand that some of the the bigger uh, mining groups uh, are also now interested in the Philippines, given that the moratorium on mining has been lifted, as well as um, uh, open the open pit option of of mining also being lifted. <clears throat>
0: um, obviously your flagship MCB. Uh, project is obviously your main uh, main concern. I wonder if you can just tell us about some of the other projects that you're you currently involved in.
1: Yep. So we also have um, a project called Sagai. So last year we also um uh, delivered a mineral resource estimate for Sagai, which was um which was also uh quite quite promising. So that mineral resource estimate um uh, was equated to 302 million tons at 0.41 percent copper and 1.11 grams per tonne gold so that's sort of an early stage early to mid-stage uh exploration project um we are looking for a partner for that also um and in theory that with further drilling we anticipate that that could expand out to be quite a large resource maybe our guesstimate at this stage could be close to a billion tons but a lower grade and suitable for block caving
0: what's the investment climate like uh within the philippines at the moment obviously over the the last few years there seems to be a uh, a lot a lot of that obviously activity going on. But what's the investment like uh, investment climate like at the moment?
1: Um, yeah, look, uh, very quiet during the pandemic, obviously, like a lot of countries were. Um, but I think things are picking up quite substantially now. Um, not just in the mining sector, but in the infrastructure, various other sectors here. The Philippines government, no different to to other governments around the world, uh, suffered quite substantial uh, impact, economic impact from from the COVID uh, concern. And um, I guess the Philippine national government has has been um, prominent in saying more recently that they see mining as one of those economic recovery industries which they're counting on to. To underpin the government's um, uh, economic growth going forward, uh, provided it's done responsibly.
0: I wonder if you can just tell us a little bit about your uh, company's ESG strategy. Obviously, ESG is uh, a prominent um, topic within the mining industry. So, just wondering uh, if you can tell us your ESG strategy.
1: Absolutely, Robin. And I agree with you, it's becoming more and more. Um, prominent within the mining industry, in particular here in the Philippines. The Philippines government is, is very, very strong on ESG companies that have ESG principles. I guess for us, um, um, we have taken a, a very lateral view as a company in relation to ESG. Um, um, as an example, our flagship project, is going through an audit process by Digby in the UK at the moment for an ESG assessment and grading. Um, A lot of our approach and development activities and the way we're looking at developing the project has the principles of ESG. Um, From a social point of view, we have very strong relationship with the Indigenous communities within the area where we're developing the project. also um we're also uh looking at um what development programs we can do with those with those communities uh, that's sustainable so helping them with education schooling health various other aspects Um, in addition to that um, the project itself is taking on what we're calling the first green mine where from from many different aspects there's no tailings dam we're using paste and hydraulic backfill um from our energy perspective we're using either hydro or geothermal power uh on the project um there are many other aspects that we're we're looking to implement solar power various other things in our project for the mcb in our mcb project which is um which the national government here is supporting and adopting uh, very well, our our policies and procedures and implementation of programs on the ground um, follows the same principles as well. So from start to finish, from the board all the way down through the process, we're really scrutinising and adopting the ESG principles in in more or less everything we're doing as part of our development.
0: Um, talking now, obviously, mentioned the board. Um, obviously, you recently brought in David Way as the COO. Um, so why don't you just tell us a little bit about the management team um, and, obviously, their contribution in moving Celsius forward?
1: Sure. So um, David didn't join the Celsius board, so he's, he's taking over as COO. For a long time here, I've looked after both the operational side of it as well as... More recently, since July last year, sort of taken on a role, an executive role within Celsius. So that was getting quite demanding, given the our approach to ramping up, and therefore we brought um, David in, who's who's got a, also got a wealth of experience, in particular here in the Philippines. He's ex Oceania, um, worked in many different countries, similar to the countries where I've worked in as well, um, but a bit younger than me. So that's always a plus. And, um, and uh, you know, we have a number of other qualified members on, on the board. Paul Dudley's recently joined. So he's, he's a, 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 a British um, um, finance guy. Um, he's a previous nomad, which has helped with the AIM listing as well. Um, we've got Sarge Sumiento, who's our the chairman now, given that Martin Buckingham passed away last year. Sarge is also here in the Philippines, but you talk about ESG. I mean, Sarge is really driving the ESG into the company as well. Um, Also had a wealth of experience in the Philippine mining industry, Um, close connections with the government as well and various sectors of the government where he's helped out in particular with um, um, environmental programs and social programs with Indigenous communities um we've got simon um and um michael humes as well also heavy background in the mining industry um simon farrell being involved with coal of africa um michael humes also an underground mining expert so all that combination of all those different entities and different experiences makes for a very uh viable uh board
0: and uh, concluding, just wondering if you can just give us the outlook for uh, Celsius for the remainder of the year, and also if there's anything else that you want to add. Uh, sure, to, um, obviously inform our audience.
1: Sure, thanks, uh, Rob. So um, I guess for Celsius for the rest of the year, our really focus as we've started this discussion is on the MCB project. Um, we're currently um, we, we've we've recently listed on AIM. We're currently in the market to raise uh, some debt financing already leading into our bankable study. Um, We're looking for partners on Apuo as well as as Sagai um, to be able to develop those in parallel with a partner. But I guess our focus is MCB for now. It's really taking Celsius from being somewhat an explorer into a developer and an operator uh, long term. All going well. Um, this time next year, we should be we should be uh, well into starting some construction activities uh, with First Copper still on target for some time within 2025.
0: Peter, really appreciate your time. Was there something else you wanted to add?
1: No, no, no. I think that's it. I just wanted to thank you, Rob, for the opportunity to come and speak with you and your listeners. So I, I very good. I, I like to get the. Uh, interact with mining the the mining society and the mining community in relation to you know telling them a bit a bit bit more about celsius projects and in particular the philippines which you know there's been some recent articles that i've put out um, which really indicate that the philippines is is a place to be going forward provided that you have the appetite to comply with what the requirements are here as well yeah. So thanks very much, Rob. I appreciate your time and, and your listeners.
0: Yeah, and again, appreciate your time. And thank you for giving us an overview of Celsius and obviously also uh, mining in the Philippines. Um, I don't think we've had anyone on recently from the, uh, that have been active in the Philippines. So it's a good, good update uh, to our audience. Um, if our um, audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions, um, how can they go about doing that? What social media? platforms
1: are you on um so we're in proactive at the moment uh linkedin and if you look at the um celsius website there's a there's an email address there for people that want to ask questions generally we 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 make a response to everyone that's got meaningful questions there are some people that just come on for advertising or advertising the services but uh, generally for people that are shareholders or other people that show interest in the company and the project, we always provide a response. So if you look on the website, there'll be um, uh, an info um, email address, which will go back to someone here in the Philippines, and then we'll respond appropriately to the questions. So no problem.
0: Yep. Uh, what we do is we include all that in the show notes that come in this podcast as well. Um, so cool. that can be easy access. Uh, If people want to ask questions and find out more about yourself and Celsius. So um, as I mentioned, really appreciate your time audience. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Appreciate your continued support. Please share this episode amongst others in the mining industry across the world, but also people that are not in the mining industry um, because we want to educate the, I suppose I'm going to say the globe, but we want to educate not just mining people, but non-mining people about our industry because it is a primary industry. It is needed. um, And the better awareness that we can make for everyone around the world, the better our industry will be. So um, like I said, appreciate your continued support. And until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, Happy Mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.